Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Oh, hey guys. Uh, Bet you haven't heard from me in a while. In fact, I know you haven't heard from me in a while or Christina. We've been taking the last month off for a variety of reasons, which we're about to get into. But I just want to let you know, we recorded this little mini episode for you today to kind of catch you up on what we've been doing for the last month, why we've taken the last month off, and when we'll be back, uh, which is going to be really soon. I don't give an exact date, but I promise you this, it will be sooner than you expect if you don't have a lot of expectations of us. Um, all right. Here's me and Christina talking about, you know what we've been up to. Well, you guys, Christina is calling me right now because we have not recorded an episode for you guys in about a month, which has been a really long time since we've done that. Actually, the last time we did that, I did not have my medication sorted out. Um, <laughs> and that's not what's going on this time. We uh, decided to take a break for 4th of July and then, um, which is also Christina's birthday. I was going to Austin and then we found out the horrible news about my friend Stevie Ryan um, and then Christina's brother and niece came to visit and then I found out Wags needs to have a jaw surgery. So basically the entire month of July we've been dark and we just wanted to check in with you guys because we've never really done this to you before and at least not without a warning and um, we wanted to just check in and say hi and see how you are and um, all that stuff. Christina, how was your birthday? My birthday was super awesome. Uh, I went to a steakhouse with my mom. And of course, you guys know my mom. She's pretty amazing. Um, and then uh, Molly actually came out to uh, an outing with some of my work friends, Mixing Worlds. Um, and we got turned up. And it was yeah. awesome. We got turned, as the kids say. Okay. So, you guys, this is something that you should probably know that I never put together, which is that, like, every single year, I ask Christina if we can please do something for her birthday, and every year she <laughs> says no. And so, when I got a, like, a Twitter DM from one of her coworkers saying, like, hey, we're having a birthday party for Christina, it's a surprise, I was like, oh, no. Because in my mind, if you don't want a birthday party, you definitely do not want a surprise birthday party. <laughs> but it turns out that that was exactly the right thing to do. Um, yeah. Because it didn't so give her a is, choice. And yeah. she was happy to be there. And we had a lot of fun. Uh, your coworkers are so nice. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> so that I get to meet your coworkers. Here's my thing. I also hate surprises. So I was surprised at how much I like this. It's not that I don't want a birthday party. It's that I don't want to be in charge of throwing one. And I want it to be right. with enough people who can, like, cross-mix, and that's always my, like, worst fear. Um, but it ended up not being so bad. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, I kind of got over that because I was forced to. And I don't know. They just kind of knew. They knew who to invite. They knew what was up. Like, <laughs> it was nice to just, like, not have to worry about that and show up. And it was like, surprise, one of my best friends is here. And, like, all these people are here to celebrate. I just want to be celebrated is really what it is. Like, can I get one day a year where I get celebrated? And like my Of course, <laughs> of course. And everyone like 
I didn't know that in the past when I've been like, oh, let me throw you a birthday party that you thought that meant you had to organize it. I had no idea. So you guys like sometimes I don't know what the please advise is here other than just like keep trying shit and maybe you'll get it right eventually Um, (laughs) because I was really surprised that you were open to a surprise birthday party in my mind. Like you're such a control freak that like um, um, surprising you with like a bunch of people, especially like intermingling your worlds without your permission. I was like, oh, that would be like her worst nightmare. Like who knows how this will go? Like, I'll show up. If she wants me to leave, I'll leave. Like, I was ready to hop back in an Uber. Yeah, it was really, really fun, though. And you have really nice coworkers. We made awesome chicken. That marinade was bomb. That was um, bomb. And, uh, yeah. It, it did was, not stay down, though. It was though. a great night. It was a fun night of dancing. It didn't? No, it did not because I drank way too much. <laughs> you got sick when you got home? I did. I, I think that last uh, vodka cocktail did me in, to be honest. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we drank a lot. We drank a lot. And uh, it was really fun, though. We like I have somehow made this friend when I was waiting in line for the bathroom. <laughs> this kid from Harvard who's like, we're going to his barbecue next month, I think. So <laughs> yeah, we went to that. this bar called Red Line Downtown. Yeah, we went to this bar called Red Line downtown, and I never go to gay bars downtown for a really long time. There wasn't actually a lot of gay bars downtown. There was, like, maybe one or two, and they were super seedy. Um, And this was, like, a really, really fun place to go. So for anyone who needs to know, I know that, Christina, you, like, precinct a lot, and then we were at Red Line, which is really fun. Usually I start my nights out at precinct, and then I go to Red Line, so, I mean... That's really where you go to end the night and kind of get a little turn. I like it because it has really good music and it's not too crowded. No, it's not too crowded at all. Like it was the right mix. It reminded me a lot of um, when I was in Austin, we went to this bar called Barbarella, which in certain areas of the bar, it's probably like a seven room bar. And it was like crazy. I remember Barbarella is a gigantic bar in Austin. A lot of people like know it by name when they hear it. And they have this night called Tuesdays there. And one of the night I was there was a Tuesday. So it was like Tuesdays. <laughs> and um, the room is it's like seven rooms. And I, it literally goes on forever. And in certain areas, it's really packed like the same way that Red Line has like certain areas where it's just like congestion, but then you can also spread out. And um, this bar was a lot like that. Um, except much more compact. So there's like, you know, the dance floor is really hype. And then there's some sort of like open space. And there's like kind of like another back area where people dance. Um, But it was awesome. I really liked it. Um, My trip to Austin was dope, too. I got two tattoos. Oh, yes. That's right. Let's tell tell the listeners, try to describe as best you can for this non-visual medium. Okay. Well, first of all, you can always go on my Instagram at malls and that's where, uh, they are, uh, for sure. Um, but one is sort of like a kind of Edward Gorey style Gothic photo of Mary Kate and Ashley, um, in black trench coats or fur coats, whatever they may be. I don't, I can't really tell. And like cowl scarves. Um, and Mary Kate is smoking a cigarette and Ashley is holding a coffee (laughs) and it's just like very gothic and interesting. And, um, the other tattoo I got is kind of like an illustration of Lydia Dietz from, um, of course, uh, uh, Beetlejuice, which I was really excited about. Yeah, and I'm trying to look for the name of the guy I got my tattoo from. I believe it's Powers Tattoo. Um, and he was at, uh, yeah, Powers Tattoos. So it's um, 
P O W E R S T A T T zero T A T T O O S. Uh, AJ Powers. He's at Blindside Tattoos on Sixth Street in Austin. They're open till two a.m. They are one of the better places to go if you are in Austin trying to get a late night tattoo. There's a lot of places in Austin I would recommend avoiding at all costs if you're getting a late night tattoo because um, they are. Uh, they're just like seedy. They're just there to take advantage of drunk people who are like, yeah, I want to put something on my body permanently. Um, but this guy was awesome. He gave me my second tattoo for only 40 bucks. Um, <laughs> and I really, really recommend him. So when uh, whenever people ask me about places to go in Austin, Austin, you know, I always say Black's Barbecue. I want to shout out Friedman's, which I went to with um, my friends Leah and Jay. Um, I had actually been there before with my ex a few years ago during South by and I'd completely forgotten the name of it, but they have more like craft cocktails. They have like, um, I did something I never do, which is I got a flight of tequila, um, because, oh no, a flight of whiskey. I hate tequila. I got a flight of whiskey and normally I stay away from brown liquors, but it was our last night. It was my last night in Austin and I wanted to just have like a flight of brown whiskey. We were also like drained of our serotonin and like everything the last day I was there that my friend Leah and I sat on the couch like in dead ass silence for an hour (laughs) and I just went to the airport three hours early it was like a really emotional trip because like I was not expecting the news and I should just like talk about this briefly because this is something that I want to address with everyone it's it would be weird if I didn't like you know the first day that I got to Austin um my really dear friend, Stevie Ryan, I got the news that she had hanged herself in her apartment. Um, and she's someone that, you know, a lot of people, if you've been following me for a long time, you probably know that Stevie and I were friends and that Ed and Stevie in particular were really, really close friends. Um, she gave him his first writing job on her show, Stevie TV. And she's someone that had battled depression for a really, really, really long time. And it was a real uphill battle for her. And you know, if you listen to this show, you also know that I have kind of a very liberal view on suicide and that I feel that every day that you wake up, it's a choice to live. And, you know, if at a certain point you can't make that choice anymore, I'm not here to judge that. And it was an incredibly hard loss. And it's something that I've, you know, I've lost a lot of really important people in my life, but I don't think I've ever taken a death Um, the way that I took this one. So it was very like an emotionally charged trip in that sense that I was kind of processing this massive loss. But at the same time, um, I was so happy to be in Austin and it really just kind of reconfirmed for me everything that it is I love about that city, which is just that I feel so safe there. It's like the, um, you know, location equivalent of Xanax for me. I don't have to pretend to be anyone I'm not. I'm My anxiety dissipates so quickly there. Everyone there is so kind. There's just a niceness to it and an ease. And like an example of this would be like, I went to FYF Fest over the past weekend. Lots of stories from that, I'll tell you. But like, you know, my, my second day, I'm there in the pit at Tribe Called Quest and some girl turns around and punches me in the tit. And like, it wasn't like a, like a, oh, like, you know, oh, she accidentally punched me in the tit. No, this girl turned around and fucking knocked my tit out like it was a, like a toddler's face. Like she just punched me in my boob. And I was like, wow, like that was some intention behind that. Like, and I'm not saying that there's no one in Austin who's ever punched a tit or had their tit punched, but I will tell you that like, it was something that I was like, okay, so this is LA. Like, this is why I can only fuck with LA for a, 
like a specific amount of time. I don't know how much longer I can be here. Maybe five years, maybe 10 years. Maybe I'll start splitting it half and half somewhere down the line. But like I got punched in the tit. Never in Austin have I been punched in the tit. So (laughs) it was just like a really beautiful place to – not yet. It was just a really beautiful place to be while I was like kind of processing this really difficult information. And on top of that, I just want to say like thank you so much to my friends Leah Shelton and Jay Reyna and also – of course, our friend Ronnie Karam, who happens yes. to be from that area and was there over Fourth of July weekend, he like got to he changed his flight so we could hang out there together, and we had so much fun. Like that's awesome. It was just such a blessing to have have like such good people there, and um, it was. I dreaded going back so much. I delayed my flight by a day. I was going to delay it by another day, but then I just was like, "You're avoiding the inevitable. You're going to have to go home," and. Um, you know, I got back on that plane and from the second that I stepped on board, it was just this feeling of dread uh, sunk into my chest. And I, you know, spent a few days back here, um, you know, trying to figure out how what I was going to do. If I was going to do Emotionally Broken Psychos this month, if I was going to do Please Advise. Obviously, Lifetime is a little bit different because I have an actual like contractual relationship with Lifetime for this season of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. So um, that that was going to have to happen no matter what we're on a schedule. But when it comes to, um, you know, please advise and emotionally broken psychos, I have a little bit more leeway and that I can say to you guys, you know, you know, if you've been listening to the show for three years, it's very rare we miss a week. Um, and there's a lot of podcasts I listen to that miss a week here and there. And so to be able for Christina and I to kind of look at each other and say like, it's okay if we take a month off here. And then the amazing team at Emotionally Broken Psychos for them to turn to me and say, you know what, we'll take over and we'll record your episodes for you for the month. So people like Ryan Bailey and Liz Bentley and Maria Marcano and Nicole Matthew have all been taking turns um, recording Emotionally Broken Psychos and uploading those episodes every week so we don't miss our, t- our goals. And um Literally only one person uh, left the Patreon page, which was amazing um, because I am going to donate um, as much as I can. I I believe a little bit more than a third of this month's Patreon donations to um, a charity we're setting up for Stevie through UCB. So um, that's going to be really exciting because something positive that's coming out of all of this is we're going to be celebrating Stevie's life through... Um, essentially setting up a UCB scholarship for LGBTQ um, people from low-income areas. You know, Stevie was a bisexual woman from Victorville. She made it out of Victorville. She would always joke that, like, if you graduate from Victorville High School without being a meth addict, like, you've made it. And she came down here at 19 years old, hit the ground running, and she made a career for herself, had her own television show called Stevie TV. And, you know, she fought every day against her depression during the final years of her life. And you know, really just, um, it's exciting that so many people in this community, um, of, you know, please advise nation, et cetera, have been so supportive of making sure that we celebrate that and making sure that we keep that held up. And, you know, just thank you to you guys for for all that, because I got, you know, that's, that's huge. Uh, that's no that's that scholarship is kind of amazing and i'm really good that you guys are starting something for that especially for that community um since so many queer teens are usually kicked out of the homes and stuff like that like comedy is a refuge for a lot of pain absolutely and it's not just me like i want to be very clear that like it is a reality that like this is something that i wanted to start but it was because i you know wanted to donate somewhere and 
this is, I don't know, like if I'm talking too much about this, but like I, you know, thought a lot about like where this money should go. And, you know, a lot of people at first, like their reaction was you should donate to some sort of like suicide hotline or something like that. But in a way, I felt like that was focusing more on Stevie's death than it was her life. And Stevie's life was about making people laugh. Um, and up until the end, you know, she, I mean, some of her last tweets were just like roasting the team mom cast. And so like really like up until the end, like Stevie had this drive to make people laugh into like, all, you know, always fighting for the underdog, always holding people accountable for their shit. And she was just a remarkable woman. And um, there will be at some point, you know, we're waiting for kind of more. We're going to have the memorial next week. I, I I don't think her family is making any sort of um, details about her burial or anything um, public. So we don't know anything about that. But I know that that people in L.A. are going to be celebrating at a memorial over the weekend. And then um, after that, I feel like I'm comfortable to start planning a show. And there's a lot of people who are showing interest in that. And um, I would like very much for part of that show to be open to the public. Um, so a majority of tickets will probably go to people in the industry that knew Stevie or that want to participate in the show. But there will also be a separate um, list for people who were fans of hers or, you know, people who are attracted to the cause or whatever else who want to come out and be a part of the night cut checks to get kids to go to comedy school because they're trying hard, but they can't make ends meet. You know, UCB was a massive help to me when I first moved to LA. It was the, one of the very first things that I, it was the first thing that I did. I had an internship and I took a sketch class at UCB and that really like set the groundwork for what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I went up to 401 at UCB and back then I think classes were like 300 bucks. Now they're 450. So it's an expensive endeavor. And especially if you want to go through all five levels and of, of the improv classes, or if you want to take sketch classes, you know, that adds up to a few thousand dollars. And we just want to make sure that, you know, people who are actively in the community who want to be a participant, but can't for whatever reason are having the opportunity to do that. And there's already people looking out for diversity. There's already people looking out for women. But what about this other subsect of people that are from the LGBTQ community that are from low income areas that are low income earners, whatever it may be, um, that work really, really hard and, uh, you know, face adversity on every level every day. Um, and it could be a diverse woman from the LGBT community who receives a scholarship. Um, and that just, just kind of like dimensionalizing, um, the way that those scholarships are approached is a really cool opportunity and something that I think Stevie would be proud of. And to donate that money to like a suicide hotline or something seems like it would be, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just really believe that if that was going to help her, she would have called. And if anything, like I found myself calling a lot of those like grief lines and just being like, Hey, like I just need to talk to someone about this and like, and talk through it. And like, I'm not going to hurt myself, but like, I don't want to like walk around talking to people about this because it's a really, um, it's a bummer subject. Like I've seen it like, you know, when it, as soon as you say like, oh, my friend killed herself, like you see the wave of, uh, oof, like this is going to be hard to talk about cross someone's face. And you just don't want your grief to be a burden to anyone um, or to like bring the party down, you know, but it's really, really yeah. important that you talk about it. And I'm lucky that I have great friends and that I have an amazing therapist, but I also found those resources to be more helpful to me than Stevie probably found them to be helpful to her in her lifetime. So 
um, you know, let's just get out there and like create some comedy together. I think that that will be a really like fun way to, uh, you know, promote her, promote her life and promote her legacy. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. I'm so, I'm so glad. Yeah. And you've been an amazing friend throughout all of that. Um, Christina though, here's the thing. Yes. How's your niece? She's amazing. She just had her second birthday. Um, you know, it was really such a gift to be able to have them out here and um, to be around her for that amount of time, you know, because I really only see her once or twice a year and it would have been once a year had they not come out here. Um, and she's just such a funny little person. Like, you know, she had, you know, toddler toddler <laughs> tantrums, but there are moments where like when she is sleepy, she gets very silly and that was just fun. And it was also yeah. nice to see my brother in, like, full-on dad mode and being like, hold on, take a picture. He was the one yeah. with the camera, like, taking a bunch of pictures. And my n- sister-in-law also took a ton of pictures. And it was great to spend time with my sister-in-law, too. Because, you know, usually when I'm there, you know, everyone's yeah. – when you go over to New York or when I go over to New York, New York, everyone's always working. And so I only get them fractions of them. But we, like – I took time off work. They – I like, we were around each other yeah. all day, every day. And that was, like, honestly the most time I've spent with my I do brother have to as say, an adult like, and with my sister-in-law. So it was great. It was it was wonderful. Really? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I know we got to see Steven, like, one day. I remember we all went walking around Brooklyn together when yeah. I was um, visited you in New York. And that was before your niece was born. Yeah. And I wanted to, like, compliment, actually, like, how you guys were so busy the entire time that they were out here. Like, you guys hit the ground running. I, like, couldn't believe it. The last day we were going to maybe meet up, and um, you guys were at, the like, the Space Center in Pasadena or something. It was the, it was the, kid, and then you it went was the Kids Space Museum. So it's, like, a little park designed specifically for kids. And so they had, like, things that she could climb and, like, science things that she could touch. And, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it looked awesome. And like, you know, a lot of families, like, they kind of say like, oh, we flew 3000 miles across the country just to watch TV together. And like, that's like kind of how my mom and I are when we're together. We just like, want to watch TV together (laughs) and like, just like, you know, talk shit and eat food and gossip and like do all that stuff. Um, But like, you guys were really, really active the whole week, which was also nice to see for you because you do keep yourself busy, but I don't know you to do that many things in one week normally. No, so I don't. Like- I totally burnt myself out, too, because, like, I was doing that with my mom the week before, too. Like, we were doing something different every day. And then my brother came for another week. Yeah. And so I was like, I've just been I put on like over th- maybe a thousand miles on my car for, from that whole trip. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it was a lot of driving. You got a brand new car. I did. I have Did a brand people new know car. that, that you have a new car? Well, I got it because I was in a car accident earlier this year, but it um, wasn't too bad. Nobody got hurt. Uh, also, it was not my fault, but that's beside the point. <laughs> also, who cares? You got a new car, bitch. Yes. Like, I mean, that's the bottom line is that, you know what? Everything like, works out in the end, that though. accident, you were so upset. It all comes out in the wash, baby. Like, that's it. It really does. It all works out. And when you got into that accident, you were, like, devastated. And I just remember, like, hearing that devastation in your voice. Because, like, when you've never really been in an accident where your car is, like, totaled before, like, you're just, like, what do I – like, what am I going to do? And um, that's actually happened to me, like, twice, probably seven years apart. Once it was my fault. Once it was not my fault. And – um both times it actually the second time it actually wound up being like probably the best thing financially that could have happened to me because I drive so little that when I 
my car was worth more when I turned it in than when I bought it, <laughs> which I don't think that has ever happened to anyone in the history of getting your car totaled. So I was able to like float my rent for a couple months on that insurance check and it all worked out. And ultimately you realize, okay, that's why I spend, you know, a hundred and something dollars a month on insurance or more. It's because if something like this happens, then I get a new car. Yeah, And exactly. uh, it's nice to see that you have a new car. Joaquin, your old car really needed an upgrade. Like he was done. Joaquin was exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I had had him for almost 10 years. So it was, he, he had a good run. Um, now my car is Sonia after Sonia Sotomayor. Sonia. <laughs> oh, that's good. I thought I thought it was maybe Sonia Morgan. But no. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but the other thing I was going to say was that um, this summer I've also like now that my brother's gone and I've had all these visitors, like I really realized how important it is to take care of myself to be able to keep up with my niece and, and further children that may appear in my future. Um, not saying that I'm pregnant. I'm not pregnant. Uh, but. So what I've been doing is like Christina's more pregnant. and more self-care and I, I'm I'm on whole 30 right now. Um, so that's kind of been interesting. Okay. Uh, but basically what okay, it is. Okay. So I think I know what whole 30 is. Yeah. But explain it to me. Basically, you don't eat sh- adding anything with added sugar in it. Anything with sugar in it, really. Um, you're basically limited okay. to like a protein, which is usually like beef, chicken, pork, or something else. Fish also. And vegetables, fruits, and something like you can have some carbs, but not like potatoes. I can have potatoes, but I can't have rice, anything with grains in it. So it's a really like the reason why I started doing it is a one of my friends is doing it. So it's nice to have like a buddy to kind of like keep you accountable. But B, um, yes, you know, my both of my grandparents, both sides of my grandparents and also my dad has diabetes and I just, you know, I'm 31 <laughs> and it's time to start really taking care of myself yeah. and taking care of my health. And so I kind of need that restart both for my body to get used to not having sugar in it and for my palate to like get used to tasting things that aren't super sugary. And so I'm really hoping to like kick my soda you habit know, finally. Um, the the trick that I have learned a million times, it's like actually very, very helpful with sugar cutback is um, to go, go, um, kombucha is not for everyone, but there is a kombucha I like very much as a non-kombucha fan. And I know you like ginger ale as well. And it's like the gingerade lemon stuff from um, Trader Joe's. You can buy it at Trader Joe's for $2.99, which is not bad. And if you drink like a few sips of it in the morning and just kind of sip it slowly throughout the day, it really reduces your sugar cravings and it gives you some really good probiotics. And the thing I like about the idea of doing something like Whole30 is that it's 30 days and they say that it takes two weeks to um, cement a new habit. And I would imagine that like if you do two two weeks twice, that it would really like really cement a new habit and sort of get some bad habits out of your system. Um, and, you know, I was at one point, I was drinking like six Diet Cokes a day. I was like, if sometimes even more. Um, and I just was being like thoughtless about it because whenever I'd want to drink, I'd just turn to Diet Coke. And yeah. um, not only was it like jacking up my neck and back because all that caffeine is so fucking bad for your body, but um, it just was like putting all these additives and other things into my body, maybe not sugar, but all these other things that kind of felt like sugar to me, but were yeah. very, very bad for my body. And, you know, right now where I'm at with Diet Coke is I'm down to like maybe one or two a month. 
Mm -hmm. um, which is something that I'm really proud of. Like I never thought that I would get there. But when you put these like things in place to kind of restart your body and restart your taste buds, um, when you go to have something next time, like, you know, a donut or whatever, it's going to taste disgusting to you. Yeah. And like, well, part of that is really, it, part of that's sad. You know what I mean? Like who wants to be the person that's disgusted by something as delicious as a donut? Me. But like the other part of it, <laughs> I, I mean, you, I, you want, you think you, I mean, yes, not even a part of you is sad by that. I just always think of you as such like a cake person and like a sweets person. And I know that you I like am. love them and cherish them. So, so part of me thinks like you, you would maybe internally be a little bit sad to be like, oh, I'm giving up that part of my life that has brought me so much gratitude. Um, but it's it's a nice thing to like when you go to go for one of those trigger foods that you always love. For me, donuts are such a trigger food. Like I could die in a pile of donuts. I love them so much. And um, <laughs> when, when I go to eat something like that and it's not what I want and I'm like, ooh, I can feel the sugar in my teeth. I feel gross. Like it's actually a nice feeling. This is like a really good – I'm really proud of you because I've never seen you – do like a diet plan like this ever. And normally like I'm not a huge fan of fad dieting because I think that like they set you up for failure. But I think that this is a good idea because it's teaching you how to rely on like whole foods, like, you know, delicious vegetables and fruits and nuts and, um, you know, a piece of salmon, a piece of chicken and like figuring out a million different ways. Like once you figure out there's a million different ways to grill a piece of chicken, like <laughs> you're kind of happy with that, you know? Yeah, for me, it's not so much a diet as it is like a complete lifestyle change and also getting me back into the habit of like cooking for myself, which is something that I got very lazy about um, and just experimenting yeah. with different recipes, which is kind of what I've been trying to do. Um, well, Here's a question. Okay, so would you consider doing like a meal prep Sunday sort of thing with me and we can like post it to please advise or we can record it while we do it? Uh, maybe, yeah. Okay, I don't know if I lost Christina or not, but you guys should look for it because whether or not she wants to do it, we're probably going to do a meal prep Sunday episode where we talk about prepping your food for the week because I'm a big proponent for staying the fuck out of restaurants as much as possible, not going to that Whole Foods hot bar that's so tempting, uh, and just trying to trying to do the healthy thing for yourself as often as you can. Um, I have so many friends who struggle with budgeting around their work needs in terms of just like they get home on a, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, and they're fucking exhausted and they don't want to make dinner for themselves. Um, I think it's really exciting Christina's doing this and something that we can all use as an opportunity to kind of learn, man. Okay, Christina just texted me and said she had to leave. So she, Christina had to leave. You know what, Patsy Ramsey, you know, I had to commend Patsy Ramsey for her um, her ability to uh, consistently haunt the fuck out of my recording equipment. Um this all definitely happened because I was a little bit too interested in who murdered Jean Benet over the Christmas holidays, and she has not left me ever since. So, Patsy Ramsey, thank you for uh, showing your spirit. I appreciate it. It gives me faith that angels are real. Who be calling me? What is this call even coming from? Hello? Hello? No, this isn't. This isn't Robert. 
There, no, this is my name is Molly. I don't know a name Robert lives here. Fuck. Damn. I've been I'm getting blown up every day, you guys. I don't know about you. I got telemarketers on my dick for a living, okay? For a living, I have telemarketers on my dick. Like I should be getting paid every time they call me. That's really where I'm at. It's it happens all day, every day. Last week before FYF, my phone got like the day of FYF, my phone like mysteriously disappeared. I was looking everywhere for it. It was dead. And I had gone to bed with like a full charge. And um I found it many hours later in my stack of greeting cards because my phone cover right now is white because I don't know who the fuck I think I am. And um it was lost in my stack of greeting cards and it was dead. And I know it was dead because telemarketers were calling me nonstop. They do every single night. It's out of control. It starts at about six o'clock in the morning because I have a Boston number and it goes until uh, probably 6 p.m. So uh, very blessed for that. Um, but more than that, I just want to say I'm blessed for you guys. Thank you so much for being so understanding this last month. Thank you to Christina for being so understanding. Thank you for giving us both the time off for personal space, personal care, self-care, um, you know, grieving the whole deal. Um, it means a lot to me for real. And I know that you guys know when I say that, that I genuinely mean it. Um, and that, you know, if I talk too long about it, I'll probably start crying. Um, we've done too many episodes where Malls cries. So we're not going to do that today, but I just want to say thank you so, so much for being the amazing please advise nation that you are for allowing us to be ourselves for allowing for everything. And, um, we will see you very, very soon. You guys do not forget that this podcast is made possible by the fact that you call us and leave your questions. The phone number to call is 323-450-7408, or you can email your letters or your voice notes, just record them on your iPhone or whatever, and then email that voice note to askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-P-L-Z-A-D-V-I-S-E at gmail.com. Thank you so much for bearing with us through everything. I love y'all so much. I'm planning some exciting guests for you when we come back. People that you've never heard before, people that you've never spoken to, some people with foreign accents. It's going to be great. Um, and I really, really, really love y'all. Make sure that if you have not been listening to Emotionally Broken Psychos, you go check it out on iTunes um, or Apple Podcasts, rather. Same with Mother May I Sleep With Podcasts. We have about six or seven episodes up so far, and this is a great season. We've watched some absolutely incredible movies. So if you are a fan of Lifetime movies, if you are a fan of listening to people talk about movies that are great or bad or lifetimey or wherever you want to call them, that's there too. If you're a fan of a lot of former Please Advise guests, they are also on the feed. Um, I bring back a lot of people that I love to talk to in general anyway that I think have unique opinions. Um, some people you guys haven't met yet, one of being my friend Jennifer Neese, who's absolutely hilarious. One of the greatest, like I've done some of the best photos I've ever done with her and she's just, she's just amazing. And so, um, she was on a most recent episode for us called killer assistant. Um, also one more thing real quick before I leave, I assume that this will be going up before this coming Saturday, the 30, uh, God damn it. The 29th. And, um, this Saturday, the 29th, Jason Shapiro and I, who, you know, from this show, Los Feliz Daycare, um, all of his different projects, um, the Memory Hoarders Journal, um, all sorts of stuff. He's been on Please Advise, Lifetime Podcast, a couple times. He was on even on Emotionally Broken Psychos. Um, if you want to come, we are doing a show this weekend 
um, at the Laugh Factory called Storyworthy. If you ch- or maybe it's the Improv, I don't know. Check out my Twitter. It's all the information is up there. It's going to be great. I hope I don't shit the bed to be honest, because I'm not great as a child with dyslexia. Not great at being put on the spot. Okay. Like, there had to be, like, a rule. Like, you can't just randomly call on Molly and say, hey, Molly, what's blank plus blank? Because then I would sit there and literally diarrhea myself. Not really, but, like, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, I'd just sit there and be like, um, So don't, uh, don't expect a lot if you come. But Jason will be great. And there's also other talented people in the show that I have not met yet that I'm excited to meet names I've heard of um, that will hopefully maybe come up on Please Advise eventually. So... You guys, thank you so much for listening. Christina, I'm sorry we lost you, but, um, you know, I'm glad you told everyone you're pregnant. Um, And um, that's about it. You guys, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. 